If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's Entrepreneurship Podcast of the Year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcast. That's the great thing about Stamps.com. They grow with you. As much fun as I had, I couldn't wait to get back to my sleep number bed. Yep. I love my third love bras. They're hands down the most comfortable bras I've ever owned. I love making Blue Apron. I love it. It's my me time. So welcome back to part three of our musical saga. I hope that the the loyal on the mic listeners have are still enjoying this journey. Are they? Do we have a name for like fans of the show? Should we should we name them like on on the micers? I I think on the micists or on the micers would would work really well. Yeah, I like. Yeah, that. on the on the micers was the only thing that I got. Yeah, I can't really think of a particularly clever <laughs> take no. on on that. So on the micers it is the loyal on the micers. Uh, so today is uh, it's a big day because we're going to crown a winner. We're going to listen to some updated versions of the tracks that we heard and liked last week. Real quick, though, a slight tangent. I know that, uh, I mean, everyone here is a music fan. I know, Lindsay, you're a huge film score person. Mm-hmm. The other day I had, so I was listening to the Who Framed Roger Rabbit soundtrack the other day. Oh, so good. It's so good. Uh, it's brilliant. And I kind of had, I'm also one of my all-time favorite movies but i had it kind of sitting in a queue that that i wasn't really a playlist that i wasn't really thinking about for a while and it came on while i was doing other things so i didn't really initially register what i was listening to and at some point i heard this like chord progression this sort of particular arrangement and immediately it just like caught my attention and i immediately said back to the future wait what am i listening to oh this is who framed roger rabbit which is Alan Silvestri, who also did Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. And I love, you were talking about this, a similar thing offline a couple weeks ago, where a similar thing happened to me with Danny Elfman. I was watching this movie called Nightbreed, and I wasn't paying attention to the opening credits or anything. And maybe a third of the way into the movie, in the background, there was this horn thing. Horn, it was a horn thing. And I immediately was like, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman definitely scored this, and I looked it up, and and that was the case. And I love, I just love the fact that, I mean, it's one thing to be as a player, like if you're a guitar player or a piano player, having kind of a signature guitar tone or sound or a signature way that you like to play or improvise or play solos, like that's really cool. But I love that that also can happen just on a composition side. When you write music, you can still have these little signature tendencies that can be immediately identifiable and it's kind of a calling card i don't know it's like a nice it's like a friendly familiar friendly and familiar much like the theme for this podcast is going to (laughs) be so anyway i don't think that i have achieved that personally i think i'm not quite operating on the same level as sylvestri and elfman uh but i think that's a good goal to have as a composer so maybe this can be a part of my personal journey finding my signature sound 
Lindsay, are there any film composers that you could just blindfolded hear something that they wrote, not even from a movie that you know, and you're just like, that's 100% John Williams or something? John Williams, that's exactly who I was going to say. I think he just he just has that sound and you just know like that is him. For sure. How about you, Nate? I, I feel confident enough in in recognizing a couple, like John Williams comes to mind. But actually what resonated most with me was when you were talking about um being a player and like having a like I I've been in, in a coffee shop and had this moment of like, is this Stevie Ray Vaughan? I don't know this song, but this sounds like Stevie Ray Vaughan and it's something where you know, like you're saying, it, it's like a calling card or something. And I think with like composition, you forget like as a as a passive listener when you're watching a movie that there is like a writer, there's a composer. Sometimes you get carried away unless you are someone like you and, and Lindsay who are like film score buffs. You might not be thinking about composition that way, but it's just like reading a book or or coming across an author that you love and recognizing their style. Yeah, it's like it's cool that it plays with the individual instrumentalists, but it kind of transcends them, and you can recognize. Even if the the whoever the actual soloist or whatever of a of a certain instrument is doing their own thing, like the composer still shines through, and that's really cool. That's a good point with with the book, with the writers. Let's face it; it's all kind of artistic pursuits, directors and artists and all that. It's what makes someone special is having that kind of signature sound mm-hmm. that makes them recognizable. But then being able to create endless new things that still have that identity, but aren't just a rehash. That's that's the big challenge. Right. No one likes a rehash. So anyway, uh, I'm going to do a quick recap of some notes that we took, that I took, uh, from the previous episode when we when I presented uh, about, I think, four or five uh, tracks and we narrowed it down to two, two of the best. There was also the issue of the very first track that I presented, which is called Bones. We agreed that it was the best and you can't possibly improve on perfection, but it was a little bit it was a little too good. It was a little too high level. Like, I need to take that and turn it into a piece that could be played by, like, the LA Phil here at the Walt Disney Concert Hall. Like, that's... Right. I just kind of overachieved on that one. So we, I took it out of the running. And we're just going to focus on the other two, if that's okay with you two. I guess. Right. We're not sure if the world is, is ready for Bones. No, it's absolutely not ready. I agree with that. So the two that we picked as... The standouts, the first one was called Barbacoa Taco, which I've retained that name. Uh, we, we liked the fun, friendly energy of it. Nate, you were talking about, well, I kind of I kind of put this idea in your head, to be fair. <laughs> but we were talking about adding the organic drum element. Lindsay was unmoved by that prospect, but it was something that we had talked about because you loved the the organic sounding drums of another track, which didn't, didn't make the cut last time. And then there was the other one, was called Majesty. I'm now calling this one Doot Doot. You're welcome. Because there was an arpeggiator that uh, that was referred to as Doot Doots that you wanted to to hear come in earlier in the track, uh, which I I agree with that. We had all liked the intro of that one. I personally said that it needed some more kind of low end thump on the kick drum. It reminded Lindsay of a video game called Celeste, but in a good way, which is the key. That was the key. <laughs> anything can remind anyone of anything but it has to be in a good way for it to qualify and then uh and then also both of these tracks we wanted to add some clips from some of our ad reads and maybe add some kind of recording sound effects at the start so a quick reminder these i'm presenting these as quote-unquote final 
but we can still make tweaks if we need to. This is this is all about you two being happy with the end result. So if there are things that I can change, uh, you know, this isn't gonna isn't gonna go up for people to listen to for a couple weeks. So I'll have time to to really home in on those and and hone it down. With all that in mind, would you like to listen to some music? Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Let's do it. That was a rhetorical question. If you had said no, I... We, we were going to do it anyway. Yeah, that's the <laughs> show, everyone. A, Goodbye. It's going to be a short episode. <laughs> we're like, well, Nate's checked out. See you later. <laughs> there is one thing I want to play you first. Uh, Lindsay, you've got the play button. There's something... The first on the list is called Not Bones. Not Bones is the first track, and I would like you to give that a play for us to hear. Okay. <laughs> it's still my favorite. Yeah, you could not say that that was Bones um, because it's not the same track. Yeah, I mean, granted, I took part in a little trickery there. I wanted to get you unsuspecting. Okay. <laughs> First of all, also, just I'm so sorry to everyone listening. I'm still referencing jokes from two episodes ago. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I know yeah. we said we couldn't improve on perfection, but I like a challenge. I extended it. I I made it like a dance hit. So I don't know if you have any more thoughts on that one, but I wanted to present it for your consideration just in case your minds are changed. I feel like maybe more whistling, but but I love what you're doing with Not Bones. Um Maybe a and, whistling duet. Yeah, or like some harmony with the whistling. Mm. That. Um, yeah. And you know, for any listeners who haven't been listening to the whole series, first of all, that's going to be confusing. Um, what What are you doing? Um, go back and listen to episodes one and two. But yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be everyone's favorite, and I can see, I can see this becoming a dance hit, as you said. Can you imagine if last time I had come in with basically like four options that were of that <laughs> just like variations on vein and and quality but i was dead serious like this my friends is the best i can do this is this is me at my best i want you to pick the best one of it like you would just i wish i had done that as a joke just to see your faces just agonizing over how to tell me that i was really bad at what i did <laughs> i don't know i think you're living in the future you're in 3022 yeah that could have been like a christopher guest like podcast kind yeah. of thing going on almost maybe like I'll, a spinal tap <laughs> episode <laughs> maybe i'll pitch that for a christopher guest podcast theme christopher guest if you're listening if christopher guest is listening, reach out <laughs> i have other things i want to talk to you about uh spinal tap very big for me when i was a kid okay so anyway sorry for the diversion let's go into the real first option uh what i want to know is so for each of these two we have i have an intro i have a bumper and i have an outro Ooh. so let's listen to the intro the bumper and the outro for barbacoa taco we actually use scrape in our home you really need to do yourself a favor and consider a sleep number bag. Nero can be used to keep track of in-production videos and podcasts
this one also has some doot doots in it, but I think it's like mm-hmm. a different presentation. It's more maybe it's more like bloop bloop bleep bloops. There's some bleeping and blooping in the background. The the cousins of the doot doot. Yeah, exactly. They're in the same in the same extended family. I did put for the outro for for Nate's consideration. I did put a an organic drum sound in the outro, combined with some of the electronic drums. But I did not sully the intro <laughs> for Lindsay by ruining the drums because I think they were fine how they were. Uh, also, I don't know if you noticed at the very beginning, I put a sound effect of like pressing a record button. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked that. That stood out to me. I liked that a lot. Okay, I was looking for like a mic squeak sound effect or, or like the sound of headphones going on someone's head which I guess I could just kind of foley myself but for some reason I just I wasn't finding good ones and then I was thinking about other options and I thought oh it would be cool to have that I mean it's like a cassette deck sound yeah but it's still just a very to me a very satisfying click like it just sounds like okay now we're yeah now we're in business mm-hmm. now we're recording for any of our listeners who are under 30 um just google it what a cassette player was <laughs> It didn't fit in your phone, and you sometimes had to use a pencil to reroute. Yeah, right. <laughs> I I really liked where this where this is going, and I, I thought that the use of the cassette sound made a lot of sense. So. Yeah, it's just a very recognizable sound, and I really liked the ad blurbs and how they were kind of woven in. I think I would have liked maybe if they lasted a little bit longer. Yeah. But I really liked them at the beginning. I mean, I could add another one in uh, lasting longer as far as keep hearing them even after kind of the main theme kicks in. Is what you're saying? I don't know if that's a good question. I'd probably have to listen to it again uh, to decide if I want it to like be extended a little further into the main theme or yeah. if I just want it moved a little later, if I want it to start a little later. Yeah, not not like right right at the start. Yeah, that was one of the things that I assumed that after this we would fine tune that a little bit mm-hmm. to make sure that I was yeah. using using one. I mean, I got these all from from you obviously, but using the ones that you liked the best and also having them in the right place is is pretty key. I also, that one, when I originally presented it, really didn't have an ending. It just kind of cut off. It's got more of a transition, kind of a, a bit of a come down in energy to transition into the talking. So the outro version is a little, is just like kind of a slight variation of it. I layered a guitar in there and just gave it a slightly different sound. So it wasn't just exactly, exactly the same. I like when shows do that. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, no, I liked that it was it was clearly different, but I thought that it still fit really well. And I don't know, I might have I'm I'm I liked all of these, but I I think the outro um, might be actually my favorite of the the clips. Well, it's so maybe it's, it's that not natural a coincidence. Drum that it <laughs> I I fully pandered to you on the outro because I put a real drum sound and a guitar. I was like, Nate is going to eat this up. You know, I feel like just sending everyone off with a little bit of guitar, it's not a bad idea. It's never a bad idea. Well, I won't say never, but usually not a bad idea. And then as far as the bumper goes, I think it's only a few seconds long. I I don't know if this show generally benefits or kind of needs those bumpers. I wanted to have it just as an option. I like how they're, they can be used as kind of act breaks. I wanted to make sure that the bumper wasn't overly energetic because the intro is so energetic and fun but a quick quick bumper that's that high energy is maybe a little bit disconcerting after you've just been listening to some people casually chatting for 20 minutes so that was my goal as far as 
the bumper was concerned. Yeah, and it would be more flexible that way too. Like depending on the tone of the the act, you know, it makes a lot more sense to keep it somewhat neutral. Yeah. Shall we move on or any other thoughts? Let's move on. I'm excited. Okay, so next up, we've got the intro, a bumper, and the outro for formerly known as Majesty, did not like that name at all, now called Doot Doot. Obviously, these names mean nothing. I think the final one is just going to be called On the Mic Theme, but, you know, this is just for my own entertainment, so take it away. We actually use Scrib in our home. Do you really love your sleep number bed? And we do. Busy has been in my fridge all summer. Let's This one, love it. Love that it goes, it's Rothy's time, and then it goes into the main part. Like, Love it. That was my favorite. I, as soon as I heard that clip, I was like, this has to be used. I didn't. It didn't quite fit in the other one, but it was such a perfect transition for this that I, I couldn't help myself. I thought that sounded great, man. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. I got a little too excited. I'll play the, I'll play the bumper in the outro. <laughs> <laughs> So the thinking behind the outro for that one with that sort of reverse thing, which takes a little bit of time to sort of ramp up, is I think it would be cool if that starts in, you know, you it gets edited in over the last sentence. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of starts creeping in as you're signing off. Yeah. And then it just hits that, uh, hits, hits the full steam ahead. I used the same... Sound effect, the recording sound effect at the beginning of this one, I just use it for both because I thought it was it was good either way. Again, loved the if It's Rothy's Time clip, so I just I had to get that in there, and I think it fits so well. And I brought the doot doots in a little earlier, which it's underneath the, the audio clips, but it's there. And then just for good measure, I fade it back in for a second at the end. Mm-hmm. So we just get a few extra doots in there, which I know... You wanted, and to be honest, I wanted it too. I didn't want to be stingy with the dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so you would never, and I would, uh, we appreciate that. It's I, yeah. I'm not really. I don't really like being uh, subtle and and tasteful. I just, <laughs> I just, I want to find something. I mean, we cool. can tell with bones and not bones. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I thought were... that the dude dudes were very tasteful. I thought that. Uh, you know, sometimes more is more. This this whole yeah. less is more thing. It's not always true. Sometimes you just want true. more. You know, maximalist is in style right now. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever timeless truth exists, the opposite is also true. So less is more. Sometimes sure, whatever. But yep. more is more. So let's uh, let's hear some of your thoughts on this one. Well, I think I gave mine when I interrupted. I but you know I appreciate that because it showed that you were enthusiastic. You. You just had to get it out there because you were it was making you feel something. My only real goal as 
a maker of music is to make people feel something. It could be something like uh, enthusiasm for a clip, an audio clip about Rothy's. It could be, you know, just a uh, complete overwhelm from the beauty of the trombones in the first one. Right. It could be disgust if that's what I'm really going for. In this case, not really an ideal outcome for people to, you know, have the disgust reaction the moment they listen to your podcast. So I avoided that. But but really, in the end, it's that emotional kind of knee-jerk reaction. That's that's where people are their most honest. That's where their true feelings show through. You, you can't hide it. So all this to say, I appreciated that you needed to jump in. Yeah, and I just want to add, like, I really like this one. I think that this is hitting a lot of things that we discussed at the very beginning, which it always starts out super fuzzy. Like, you just, you know, the kind of feeling you want, and you're trying to, tra- like, I, I don't compose scores at all. So it's like, how do I translate those kind of things to someone who does? And it's been really cool to see the process, because I think this is hitting something that, you know, two people who had very different ideas of what they wanted and, and what would work. And I don't know. I think it's if it's not it, it's definitely approaching it. And yeah, that Rothy's moment was like, mm-hmm. oh, this feels professional, bro. And we like, I know you're <laughs> professional, but I mean, for on the mic, you know, for on the mic to like have something. <laughs> for on like, the mic, the very unprofessional industry podcast. Look, guys, we are so pro. <laughs> it's just that this is like. I'm finally <laughs> elevating you to professional status. This this two bit podcast is uh, it's finally finally coming into its own. I can't tell if we're twisting what I'm saying or saying exactly what I meant to say and <laughs> just all laughing about it. But yeah, no, like I, I think that it, it it's really hitting. Um, I don't know. It sounds like something that I don't want to. I don't know if it would be an NPR show exactly, but it feels polished. It feels simple but elegant and just well put together, well made. Yeah, it feels very well-rounded. Yeah, NPR was mentioned in regards to this one in the last episode. But the funny thing about that is earlier, one of the, I think the first, well, second one that I had, the first real one that I had presented last week or last time was also, NPR was also mentioned, but it was in the context of, it sounds like NPR, but I'm not sure that it's right for on the mic. So this one was mentioned in the positive light of NPR. It's it's like I was saying with the the video game reference to Celeste, like it reminded you of NPR but in this case right. in a good way. So, and I agree. I was kind of going for for the NPR-esque. Like I didn't want this to sound like a generic NPR podcast, but mm-hmm. I also felt like the the vibe of this music should be in the vein of an NPR type thing because it is kind of that combination of serious and professional but also fun and and innovative and interesting so i actually don't have anything to change about this one i like i like the opening i like the sound effects i like where the voiceovers come in i yeah this is the one for me i'm i'm ready to slot it in and start using it next episode okay so far i'm with you i have nothing negative other than you know wanting more dude dudes even but i think for the show we need to keep the dude dudes where they are should i just Make it all dude dudes. Uh, it's actually, <laughs> yeah. something, something, Nate, that you said a minute ago, you were talking about just that trying to communicate how, how fuzzy things start out and trying to communicate what you mean and what you're looking for. And it's like, that's that's exactly the challenge and also the fun for me anyway. When I work with like a director who's doing a, a, a visual piece of media, most of the time when I'm working with someone like that, they're not a musician and they're trying to Mm. communicate with me on musical terms 
in musical terms uh, as to what their vision is. And it's like, it could be really frustrating sometimes, but it can also be, it's, it's so satisfying when you get it right, because mm-hmm. you just kind of like got in their head. I had a guy, a friend of mine who made this film and I did some music for it. And he was like, the, the theme of this movie and the music is inverted. And I was like, cool. What does that mean? Like inversions are a thing in music, but that had nothing to right. do with, you know, he was like inverted. It was this sci-fi thing and it was, it had this kind of like almost sci-fi underworld upside down type thing. And, uh, and I was, I had to, I just had to take that and be like, okay, what do, I have to, de- I get to decide what that means, what that sounds like. And then really hope that when I give it to him, he's like, yep as opposed oh, to that's that's not even remotely <laughs> so it's like it's that it's that fuzzy uh. kind of beginning that's it's really intimidating but it's so much fun and when it starts coming together it starts getting very satisfying yeah so i like what everyone is saying about all this and i think that we all know that music can kind of enhance I, if you've ever seen a movie clip that doesn't have the music in it if you haven't i highly recommend checking it out because it's super weird like it doesn't mm-hmm. it just feels like a completely different thing. You should watch the sections of Lord of the Rings without the music. Whoa. Oh, is that can can I find that on YouTube or something cuz Yes. Yeah, it completely changes the whole vibe. Like you yeah. you are not as immersed in the story like yeah, there's just an emotion that comes with the music that you just need. And it feels faker somehow. Like it looks more mm-hmm. like a fake movie that you're watching and but with the right music and the music can also completely ruin it if it's mm. done poorly but with the right music it just it really like because you you know again this is a little different than what we're doing here but for visual media you you're looking to enhance things without just like telling people what to feel at, you know like without <laughs> being just you don't want the the best result of a film score is that people don't even notice that it was there, right. which is sad mm-hmm. to admit, but it's the truth because as soon as people start noticing it, unless they're really listening for it, then all of a sudden you've failed because you've distracted from what they're actually supposed to be paying attention to. So it's more like the only time you really want people to notice if, is if the, there's a scene where they're just like feeling something intensely and they're not even really sure why, but it's definitely, you know, partly because of the music. That's, that's the ideal. But in this case, I think we want people to notice this music since it's the only thing playing. Yeah. And, uh, and hopefully it will just get people into the right mind space to, to listen to the show and, yeah, just uh, really set, set you up for success. The analogy that was coming to mind for me um, was food, of course, um, just because I'm always thinking about food. But I was thinking about how, like, whenever you're, you're making a dish, like, you, you have all these different ingredients that you want to sing together and like if if i feel like whenever i've cooked something and someone didn't realize that uh, an element that they don't really like by itself is in there and it just works for them still like that's kind of the success there it's like you didn't even notice that this thing that you thought you didn't like was in there because it was working so well with everything else and yeah not that not that um i don't imagine many people listening to podcasts don't like music but it's like you definitely want to feel like oh there's good music here um, in a way that supports everything. So, yeah, I feel like this really fits that. You definitely don't want to be annoyed by the music, even if it's short. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about getting into the right mood. 
All right, well, I mean, this was the time that I had in my notes, big reveal, let's pick a winner. It sounds to me, I mean, we have two very different pieces of music. Mm-hmm. I think they both uh, are successful in certain, in what they're trying to do, I, th- I think. But we can only pick one, and only one is really the match for the show. It sounds to me like it's there's a clear winner, but I will, I'll pass it over to you two in case you have any other notes or thoughts as far as which is which should be crowned. Well, I think we have discussed it, and it's clearly going to be not Bones. Um, oh, right. Or yeah. not, it's going to be not not Bones. It. Wait. <laughs> Fair enough. Roll it again. No, no I, I think... I, I don't know if we want to call it Doot Doot. No, I, like I said before, these names are just for my <laughs> own amusement. We can call it the on-the-mic theme. Do you want it to have a title? I don't think it necessarily needs a title. It can just, I mean, I think on the mic theme is is title enough. It is what it is. We're not taking music that was already, you know, stock written and repurposing it. I mean, I am partial to Doot Doot, but it's fine. Of course. Well, in your heart, it will always be Doot Doot. So it sounds like we've got a clear winner in Doot Doot, which will now be henceforth be known as the on the mic theme. I will connect with the two of you offline to do any final kind of little tweaks if, if we need them. But uh, I feel good about it. That was the one that I was kind of hoping was would get picked because I felt like it, it was the one. So I think we're actually all on the same page on that. And I guess at this point, unless anyone else has anything else to say, you know, by the time this is available for people to listen to, all these tracks will be completely finalized. And I think we can just roll the brand new outro for on the mic and then you know next time next episode we'll get the the intro that's was that was literally what i was thinking so like right now it would be like fading in if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback questions or ideas for future segments if you would like more information on ad results media and what we do please visit us online at adresultsmedia.com this podcast is an ad results media production If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed-loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media, meaningful connections.